I don't think a lot of people understand that it's kind of like taking the kids right of passage. You know, we used to walk to school as a kid. Well, right on the corner is abandoned, 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 abandoned. I'm looking down there at that corner, abandoned. Yes. The other corner is abandoned, and right on that street is abandoned. Yes. Right around the school. Yeah. Don't even have to tell you about the danger of it, just the, the, the human aspect of it. Some of the biggest beautiful houses in the home, less than a mile from the river, a neighborhood where you didn't have to own a boat to go fishing. Why'd you just move? I mean, who wants to give up their family home? Who wants to give up something that's been in the family for generations? You know, if my, my family had faith in the neighborhood. They people behind them had faith. Why would I give up? Because the city ain't helping you. There's another one. Just did breaking news. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. No bullshit. Oh man. I'm mad. Real mad. Real mad. But you're gonna like it. It's real mad, like real life. Like, get up off your ass and participate and stop sending me and caring hate. We don't hate you. The left-wing media is the right-wing, and the right-wing media is nuts. No, I meant that, Red. You're nuts. Thank you. No, I mean, you dropped an ember from your cigarette. Your nuts are on fire. <laughs> oh, shit. Right, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, look. look we, we, we're going to do a special on Red's Day. Where'd all the money go? All the nonsense... It's a rook downtown. It's a rook. The skyscraper. The, 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 right? The Hudson's thing. The millions and millions of dollars. And you're going to see Red's neighborhood and the shit they put school children through. Oh, Flint. Newsflash. You're fucked. Nobody going to jail for poisoning you. We'll bring you that. Unbelievable. That's exclusive. Then we're going to talk about the media. But you know what? Look, just fuck, fuck this. I'm sorry. Get my lawyer on the phone. Get my lawyer on the phone. I, I'm, I'm in bed last night watching Ozark. Not a bad show. Really not a bad show. Right? And I get a beep notification. Governor Whitmer's fact-checking. There's a bullshit two-bit Democrat uh, Republican debate in Howell. You know, the, who cares about that? Nobody cares. They can't even get signatures of these Republicans. Oh. Dopes. <laughs> Dopes. And then there's a governor fact-checks what they're saying. What the, what the, hold on. It's distracting me and I'm pissed. And I get a notification. She's fact-checking because they're drilling her on the nursing homes. And the fact-check is full of bullshit, obfuscation, distortions, and straight-up lies. And yet Zuckerberg is banning us, shadow-banning us. We're telling the truth. Which the political parties got lots of money and they tell the lies. The big mainstream media, they get to be on there. You see Fox and CNN and MSNBC and the horseshit they talk because they pay. We don't lie. We work. Mark, get my lawyer on the phone. I want to talk to my lawyer. Yeah, that clock's running on him. Steve? <laughs> let, me, let me hear it. Let me hey, show you. Charlie. Hey, oh, Steve. All right. Listen. Okay, Steve is brought to you by ADR. Look, get it done right on time and on budget. You got anything that you need to do to interface with the government, you call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424. Oh, wait a minute. What? 
Steve is brought to you by Luke Nowacki. Maybe you're not a big-time city official who can travel with your entourage on the city's dime. Maybe you're his contributor who gets hooked up with sweet deals and skyscrapers. But if you're not among them, if you're guys like Red who live in the neighborhood and you can't get fat off somebody else's money, you gotta work. And when you work, you gotta save. And when you save, you need to grow your assets. Annuities, individual retirement accounts, college savings plan. Call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. That's Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Here's some small print. Uh, basically, it says he's honest, he's not a racist, and he'll have your best interests in mind. <laughs> Fiduciary, yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> uh, what, what? Never mind. Thank Keep you. Just call him, Karen. Make some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. Steve DeLeave of the Mackinac Policy Center, my lawyer, is brought to you by... David Hall Financial. Do you have credit card debt, student loans? Is there a home remodeling project? You put, put the loop shit back on. Is there a home remodeling project you need money for? A cash out home refinance from Hall Financial is the answer you're looking for. You may have thousands of dollars you didn't even know about. The average house has gained over $30,000 in value in Michigan in the last year alone. Consolidate all of your debt into one manageable mortgage payment. Hall Financial can get you your cash out refinance payment in as little as eight business days. That's 866 quick. call hall or online at callhallfirst.com. Steve, are you there? Hey, Charlie, I'm here. Okay, bro, I sent you that alert last night. Did you look at it? Yeah, yeah, I've had a chance to look at it over. Uh, Mark, put it up for me so I could see it. Put it up so the, the people could see. And if you're listening and not watching, you can always watch this show on YouTube, on Odyssey, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we are killing on Facebook, and they won't let you see it. Yeah. We are top 200 newscasts in America. Matter of fact, just to throw it out there, you need to share, share, share right now. Mark, where's my thing? Where's my thing? Right there. I, I can't see that. Oh, okay. There it is. I can't see that. <laughs> this is what we got to deal with when Whitmer pisses him off. Here you go. Look at it, look at it over here. Fuck. <laughs> I thought we ran, ran through you, this. Okay. Man. Bullshit. All right. Let me see me. How do I look? You can you see me? All right. You look wonderful. Oh, look at that fucking stomach. I was going to say you look pretty thin, Charlie. You look pretty slim. Thank you. That's what I was looking for, baby. Thank you. You've noticed. <laughs> you bit the bait, Karen. Okay. All right, Steve, dude. This is fact check. Governor Whitmer's leadership saved lives. By the way, this whole thing is very produced. It's on blue and white. It's got links in it. So it wasn't any on-the-minute fact check. This is from the Democratic uh, Michigan Dems, is MI Dems, but they're all from Washington. Let's face it. All right, Steve, you there? I'm here, Charlie. All right, man. So they're they're saying the Republicans attacked and they're telling lies. You see what I see. Read, read me the banner and let's let's go through this shit real quick, man. The state's sure. response so, kept Michigan I mean, safe. Yeah, I mean, so the title of the fact check is Governor Whitmer's leadership saved lives. Yeah, um, and they're arguing, you know, hey, look. The state's response kept Michiganders safe, and they're citing, you know, industry and medical experts like the University of Michigan's Center for Health and Research. Wait, wait, do 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 what what I'm I'm doing because I want to keep in this in this document they put out. They got little banners, right? Little bullet points beneath them. This one says the state's response kept Michiganders safe, right? And then underneath it, it, underneath it, what's it say? Dude, come on now, be conversational with me. Sure. Um, so it says the data shows that Governor Whitmer uh, saved lives and long-term care facility experts and agree. Okay. What's one underneath that? Um, that's citing, uh, they're saying, hey, industry and medical experts supported Whitmer's response, uh, including U of M and their uh, Center for Health and Research Trends. Okay, industry and medical experts supported Whitmer's response, including the University of Michigan Center for Health and Research Transformation. Okay, you know how the University of Michigan got funded for their report, Steve? Uh, well, I don't have to guess because it says it in the report. 
Uh, and it says that it was supported by the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. That endowment fund is controlled by the governor. She paid to get fucking good news. That's fact. Take it off the air, Zuckerberg. That's fact. What does it say in that report, Steve? Did you look at the report? I did, yes. I've read this report a number of times. All right, what does it say about the data? Because I remember this report. What did it say about the data that the University of Michigan used? Well, uh, the short version is there wasn't really good data. I mean, there's multiple places in here where it says, hey, we want to study this aspect, but it's going to require adequate data reporting, which means they didn't have adequate data to, to run some of the comparisons. They you didn't to have the data. We know they didn't have the data because we sued for the data, found out they didn't have the data. Then the Auditor General of Michigan ran the data and we found out. They were underreporting by a minimum of 42%, same as Cuomo. That's bullshit, Governor. Let's go to the next one, Steve. Yeah, sure thing, Charlie. Uh, so next one down is that uh, Michigan accurately reported COVID-19 nursing home deaths and followed CDC guidelines. Okay, wait. So the banner says without any evidence, Republicans are distorting. Is that, is that the one? The one above it? Michigan uh, accurately one that one. Michigan accurately reported COVID-19 nursing home deaths and followed CDC guidelines. Right? Right. Okay, so in a, in a letter the Auditor General Ringler said verified that the health department accurately tracked data exactly as reported by nursing homes. So what does that mean, Steve? Well, that's the argument they've been using all along, which is we took these self-reported numbers and we, we reported them accurately. The problem is, and the AG put out a report back in March that admits it, they never actually verified any of those numbers. They just took them at their word. So what we're saying here is, you're saying is, the state is arguing and that the Auditor General agrees that they accurately reported inaccurate death <laughs> data <laughs> given to them by the nursing homes that they didn't bother to check, but they accurately reported what they were told. Basically, yeah. And that the auditor, when he did the audit, found out it wasn't accurate what they were told. Yeah. I mean, he found 7,010 deaths. They had counted 5,625. And that's just in the shit they were counting. They were, didn't even bother to count other stuff they told the public when they wrote into the emergency order that they were going to count. This thing is bullshit. All right, underneath that. Without any evidence, uh, do you want to stick on that same bullet? Nah, it's uh, because they're citing the free press and it wasn't a good story. The free press just bought the, basically the free press just bought this flyer. Let's keep going. <laughs> you got it. So next. Next major one is without any evidence, Republicans are distorting the Auditor General's report in a political stunt riddled with inaccuracies and outright lies. <laughs> okay, so underneath that, what's it say? Bullet point one. Bullet point one is that Michigan never forced nursing homes to accept COVID-19 patients. Uh, it's, there's no evidence they claim to support it. It's a fabrication. No one has no provided motion. any evidence or testimony to support this lie. This is a fabrication, a false notion without proof based on zero public evidence that Whitmer forced people hot with COVID into nursing homes where people didn't have COVID. Steve, if I recall... Remember that University of Michigan study she bought? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at that study right now. Go ahead, rifle through that and see if, remember, everybody, the nursing homes are the nursing homes. We All the old folks' homes, there's thousands of them, but there are specific things called skilled nursing facilities, 450 of them. Only there can you get Medicare. So that's all the government cares about. So when you say we reported what the government told us to, it was only those. And it was wrong. But 21 of those guys, remember this? The hubs? Yeah. Everybody in Michigan remember the hubs? Yeah. Right? Those were the nursing homes that volunteered to take them and get lots of money for it. 21 of them. Steve, what's that report say about the hubs? Uh, it says this. 
through August 19th of 2020, Michigan's hubs accepted 1,526 COVID-19 admissions from hospitals and other facilities. That says to me, Steve, that there's absolutely evidence that people were forced to accept COVID hot patients in the nursing homes. Right there. They were required because they volunteered, Steve. Am I correct? I missed the tail end of that, Charlie. But <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Steve? I can now. <laughs> so, by what you just wrote from the report commissioned by the governor herself, the hubs were forced by way of volunteering and accepting money to accept COVID-19 patients. Is that how you read it? I mean, it's pretty clear. These hubs took patients. I mean, that's all there is to it. It says it, it, says it right here. It talks about the 5000 per bed. I mean, it's hard to dispute that the hubs took COVID patients. And I just want to throw a footnote out there. If anybody remember, we had folks from the hubs themselves mm -hmm. directly say that they did not have know how accurate any of the counting was. And it was a kind of a shit show with the counting in the hubs. Not only and they had no protocols for caring right. for those COVID patients in the nursing homes, which compromised those who may not have had it. Boom. Boom. What they said was they hung plastic sheets. What they said was we were walking between the COVID ward and the non-COVID ward giving dinner out. They said when we turned the numbers into the government, when they posted them on the website, the number was different. You're not getting away with it. We want honesty. This isn't a Republican podcast. That's some bullshit. Try it again. Try it again. Does everybody remember what we've been through? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember what your children have been through? <laughs> Those of you out there whose loved ones were in these places. And you're quoting a bunch of, no offense to the media, you were so busy and they were drowning you in shit. And your editors make you do so much garbage that you weren't able to keep track of it. We're your cousins. We did it. Steve did it. Steve, this thing, this fact check is a lie. You're a lawyer. Go ahead. Is it a lie, Steve? Uh, it's a lot of clever wording. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the same story that we've been hearing from, from the administration from the beginning. Um, it's stuff like, you know, this line here. The auditor general said it was not accurate to accuse the state of underreporting. I mean, the Auditor General wasn't asked to look into the state's motives. The Auditor General was asked to look at the state's numbers. And there's no, there's no way to really dispute accurately that the numbers were off. And that's for the stuff the state was counting and the stuff the state said it wasn't counting and chose not to count. Let me put it to but you like this. At the this. end of the day. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, what people care about is how did this affect our, our elderly population how could we have done things differently and how are we going to do things differently in the future? And if you're continuing to challenge the findings like this does and not take away the lessons that you can learn from it, it, it doesn't help us going forward. Well, not can I add another layer to that, though? Please, yeah. If, in fact, this is how they're handling, when a person shows you who they are, you believe them. And so if they're handling critical data or lack thereof this way, what else are we not being told? What else is being handled or mismanaged to the detriment of the residents of this state? Absolutely. And I will tell the dope. Who's that, me? Time to turn that This up. is the governor? Oh, it's it's a gadfly. Oh. <laughs> she's on medication. She calls me a lot, but she's really okay, smart. Okay, that's fine. Her shit checks out, but it's really difficult to talk to. She her. votes. Huh? She has a vote. She's really smart. That's what I mean. I know. She she's counts. probably listening. You got issues, girl, but I she love counts. you. That's my life. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm, I'm trying to love here. Uh, can I ask you a question? Why now? Because there's a date on the top, May 12th. Why did they put out this fancy little web page now? Ooh, it's election year. What's today? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I told you at the beginning of the program, brother, but you were sleeping. What? Or eating those delicious Coney dogs from AmericaConeyIsland.com. Well, we'll do that later. I'll take my Coney nap later.
Last night was the Republican debate. So, oh. you know, the Democrats got lots of money and they're organized. They know they're going to talk about it. So it was already ready to go. But the problem with the Republicans is you were bums, you were lazy about it, you were calling a grandma killer, and you didn't do any work. There's no way to say, because Whitmer commingled people, hot and cool, you know, mm -hmm. infected and not infected, mm -hmm. you can't even say that it caused death because we don't have data, right, Steve? Yeah, as far as I know, no one actually tracked that. Um, so the they didn't track that, you know, anything, you Steve. The connection. They didn't track anything, dude. <laughs> they took their word for it. As it says, read it one more time and I'll let you go. What they said, they accurately reported. It's right in here. Uh, verify, uh, Auditor General verified MDHHS accurately tracked data exactly as reported by nursing homes. Okay, now I want you to say that with some clarity. Like, th this is drama class. I want you to... Give that line clearly and with, I won't tell you what emotion, but it could be like something from, you know, Gregory Peckin to kill a mockingbird, whatever you're going to do. Read that one clearly. In a January 12th letter, Auditor General Ringler verified that MDHHS accurately tracked data exactly as reported by nursing homes. <laughs> Good reading, man. Thank you, Mr. Peck. And that helped get the point across. The state maintains we did nothing wrong because we told you exactly what they told us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Copy and paste. That, boom. That's an amazing spin. Like we got nothing, man. We get and you so you know what? A uh, governor, any of your lemmings, you still like you, you haven't come on. You haven't you're afraid. What they do. What they do is they seek out friendly media. You're left, you go left. You're right, you go right. And we're here in the middle. You know what that reminds me of? What? When Saddam Hussein was hanged by the neck for crimes against humanity, the New York Times, in its obituary, referred to the Iraqi dictator as Mr. Hussein. <laughs> How quaint, I thought. How antiquated, how contorted it seemed to attach Mr. to the memory of the butcher of Baghdad. But it's a tradition at the New York Times to use that honorific even for some mass murderers. And they do this for the sake of probity and balance. So you'll imagine my surprise when I opened up the Sunday Times, because I still get it, makes for good fire starter. <laughs> to see the first of a three-part series about the life and times of Fox News host Tucker Carlson entitled American Nationalist. It was thorough, I'll say that. Nine, rep nine, nine, Karen, reporters assigned to watch 1,500 of Carlson's past episodes. <laughs> Their conclusion, I quote, Mr. Carlson has constructed what may be the most racist show in the history of cable news. Think what you will about Mr. Carlson, and we all think different things, and we're entitled to. But for a newspaper to tag a person as racist is about the worst thing you can do or say in modern American life. Reporters and editors at the Times most definitely talk trash like that around the 5 p.m. coffee cart at its Midtown Manhattan headquarters. Believe me, I used to get two of them. But those biases are not supposed to make their way in print. Sadly, the Times has caved to the business of all-or-nothing news, and it's the same at Fox. Over the years, its menu has morphed from a steady fare of father-knows-best to a constant gruel of stories about political pedophiles, grade school groomers, and deep state socialists designed, uh, disguised in silk and wingtips. And we the people suffer for it. I worked for both outlets as a national correspondent, probably the only one in the country. And I'll say this, I don't recognize them anymore. They certainly don't have the general interest in mind. They don't have my interests in mind. They tell you they have your interests in mind, but it's really their own interests they have in mind. Roger Ailes, the creator of Fox News, famously put it, the news business is about niche, the loyalty of a passionate few. In this era of telephone media, 
These standard bearers must divide and conquer and pander. The Times claims to be for the working people, but those are just words. An editor there once told me that people I wrote about were losers. Among them were a Kansas farmer, who you've met on this program, a decent man. A community in Tennessee that lost its factory to Mexico, just like ours. And a Detroit corpse collector earning 14 bucks a body. Hardly losers. They're us. Now, when executives at Fox News realized that Donald J. Trump was going to win the Republican nomination in 2016, they stopped attacking him. Remember, they did attack him during those debates. You can ask Megyn Kelly about that. And we reporters, specifically me, were called and told to make nights with him. The founding fathers enshrined freedom of the press into the Constitution, but they neglected to leave the press a revenue stream. So now executives demand clicks, and so the great temple of journalism has devolved into an asylum of partisans. You can't tell where the opinion page ends and the news stories begin anymore. The liberal media gave us two unrelenting years of the great Russian election conspiracy. A nothing burger in the end. To return to favor, conservative media has given us two years of the stop the steal bunkum. Again. Where's the beef? Fox calls the COVID pandemic a fake, while the Times turned a blind eye to Cuomo's killing fields. A riot is called an insurrection by one side. It's called an uprising by the other. And those of us in the great middle of America believe you should go to prison for smashing and burning and looting, no matter your reason for outrage. But who's quoting people like this? I'm sure the same dichotomy will play out in the press with abortion, all or nothing. As I said last week, there are millions of us who are both once pro-life and pro-choice. I doubt you see much of us in the news cycle either. Nuance isn't in the financial interest of the media, but it's in the interest of those out here who pay for their own goddamn coffee. Don't be tricked. And Karen, you wrote brilliantly this week about the methodology of being tricked in the lens of abortion. We talked, it was was deep. Well, you know, coming from you, I appreciate that. But, you know, I know everybody was looking at what this meant in terms of disclosure, uh, early disclosure. But, you know, a leak is a communication strategy. Um, and I thought people should be concerned about that as well, coming from the Supreme Court of the United States, which I would assume would be held higher than just your traditional companies using PR tools to get their message across to push the narrative. So I said that warrants some consideration as well. People have said, oh, maybe a clerk leaked it. Well, if they did, I assure you that clerk did not do so without justice awareness or approval. So there's a strategy behind. Hold this, on there, because that's you really got me thinking there. You're saying, and you're not saying it's an absolute, but it's a consideration and a probability that it was more than a clerk. It, it, somebody, it, it was done on purpose, Charlie. And then, like, you know, you look at where it was leaked to. It was leaked to Politico. I mean, leaks are used as a, as a communication strategy all the time. So why did they I mean, leak it there, Karen? In your, in your- that's, my, that's my point. Why was it there? Why was it now? You know, who did it? I mean, what are they trying to achieve behind it? I mean, is this a diversion? Is this, I mean, there's, there, there are tons of, you know, possibilities here. But my point is, is that people need to look at that as well. Like, why is this happening? Where it happened? When it happened? I mean, that warrants consideration as to the integrity of the people behind, um, you know, those that are making decisions that actually that literally shape the fabric of our lives. Well, what's your gut here? Because what you're saying, and I think what I was saying is somebody, some group of people did this to start shaping the debate or the action in the street, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want you to reveal biases, but I, you have a personal opinion. What's your gut tell you? Why do you, you- know, I don't know, Charlie. I mean, really, I really have not come to a conclusion of that as of, as of yet, because it's kind of hard to see which way that it's going. Um, you know, I know that it riled up everybody uh, in, a, in a way, but sometimes when you get the people active in that capacity, it's a diversion. It's a diversion tactic. And 
you know, I don't know. I mean, the chips have to fall for for there to be a a, a viable conclusion. I can't even guess at this point. I, I, I just th- know that it was strategic. I think I'm starting to see it. Though. I can see it in the media because now you're starting to see the stories about Democrats about where to get their ass whipped because everything's going wrong. Every, they fucked everything up. Sorry. Yeah. They did. And Trump fucked up the economy by deficit spending forever. Sorry. But you're now starting to see the stories about, well, there's a silver lining in this red wave that's coming. The, the Democrats now have a issue. They have an issue that they can gather the great yeah. middle of, of American women. And, and, and that's true. The midterm elections are coming up. So, you know, is this an opportunity to drive division, you know, encourage unity behind the party? I mean, it can be anything, but it is something. I guarantee you it wasn't an accident. I guarantee you it wasn't haphazard. Um, it was it was intentional and it was deliberate. I'm just I'm just really sick of, uh, of the media playing with these people. And that's in what, order to manipulate us. Yeah, and that's the problem. The media has put themselves too they too enthralled. Instead of just reporting down the middle, they are now taking sides. They're giving too much opinion on what that's they true. think. And those opinions are being pushed from big money contributors that won't they opinion put out. Somebody just said that, Red, uh, in our comments, you know, they said that it's op-ed news and that's all everything is. I mean, and that's unfortunate because once upon a time, objectivity was the core of, of reporting. And, and it's not, you know, it's swayed by relationships, it's swayed by money. And it's in most instances, especially as we see here, Charlie, around the city, it's literally a duplication of a press release. I can read the story and see there's no questioning, there's no challenging, nothing. We'll get to that with Gilbert, but I have to make an admission. You could say that about me. I do that too. I really believe that you should know my biases as a writer, as a communicator to you. But the difference, the whole construct of me and my friends here in the lower level <laughs> is we're going to do our own goddamn work. Right. Right? We got Steve, who's a great lawyer. Like, we're going to do methodology. We're not just going to yell stuff we don't know. We're going to be honest. We don't know if commingling people killed elderly in the nursing homes. We can't possibly know that. We want to start with debunking your bullshit. Right. And yes, I will do that. But I will not be called into an office, fed a line, and regurgitate it. Right. I, I can't live next to you with that. It's a matter of thinking, Charlie, and this is something I always say. I will not tell you what to think. That's something you're entitled, but I will encourage you to do so. Don't just allow yourself to be spoon fed what you're given and what you're told. Think, does this make sense? Do some homework. Everybody has very short political memories. As I brought up in the piece, people forget that Joe Biden tried to overturn Roe versus Wade when he was a senator. I mean, just think and what makes sense to you. A lot of the modern day news is really parrots. Mm-hmm. Kind of is. Well, it would be helpful. Wouldn't it be helpful if some politician. Would you call me? That's all right. <laughs> news wants a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be helpful if some of these politicians would go on the other side of, like, if, if a Republican went on CNN and if a Democrat went on Fox? Because I would like to see them be directly challenged. They used and, and to. Talk, yeah, yeah, they absolutely, but they don't need to now. They did that. Like, so when the New York Times does a whack job on. Tucker Carlson, sometimes his shit's whack job, and sometimes I agree with it. But that's me. I know the man. That's, that's me. That's right? the majority of people. But now the whole, the whole piece was being said. He used to do it, and I didn't have anybody on that disagreed. Well, but they don't say they that about MSNBC or CNN, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, see, I used to be on CNN a lot. They don't have me on anymore. They have me on when I say, no fraud at Cobo Hawk. During the 2020 election, then no, they like my stuff. You're telling. I then mean, when I say the governor wasn't looking after the elderly, they don't want to know anything. I'm, I'm on Fox only. Right. Wouldn't they gladly have? I'm just thinking. Wouldn't Tucker gladly have uh, oh, Tucker, an, an AOC? Ooh, no. Wouldn't he go? Like have, he knows the guy. Wouldn't Mr. Carlson gladly have on <laughs> Mr. Hussein an, an AOC or someone? He would. He would just chomp at the bit to have someone on like that. To challenge them and make them be challenged. Well, it like, doesn't happen anymore. Again, I mean, so. because they won't well, go on. I know. I, that's what I mean. 
That's what I say. Can he you would... believe? By the way, I'm older than her and more experienced. Can you believe that the whole Whitmer's administration is scared to death of us? I'm going to tell you this. If I were in charge of her communications my team or efforts, the first thing I'd do is say, you got to sit down with Charlie. People don't understand that's the way one, you know, if you've made a mistake or, you know, their whole narrative has been nobody knew what to do. You know, this was the first time we went through a pandemic or what. Okay, but the people deserve to know, but they don't want to be challenged when they sit down before someone. They have questions. What are you going to ask her? You know, you can't ask this question. You can't. That's not that's 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 not media to me. That's not what it used to be. That's not what it's. And that's how. And that is how it works now. That is absolutely that is exactly how, what it is. Send that's me your questions. Is. Get the fuck what? out the of media here. Media has taken sides like hardcore. There I'm assuming, no bro, you're it, speaking is a is a, a consumer. A consumer that's been watching. I've been Regular watching man. the news my whole life. I enjoyed watching the news. It, no matter who it was, I knew I was getting some news. Now it's like. If I look at CNN, I know I'm going to get one perspective. If I look at Fox, I know I'm going to get another perspective. And nobody's really taking the time to tell just the news. I don't want you on sides. I want you I, to I don't. I don't mind the sides. I do, like I said before, I don't mind the sides, but I'd like to see everybody in the room doing it. Well, that's not... Like Mark said, everybody in the room doing it. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, stopped it. They took sides. You know, and that's the thing, man, about America Lake. There's 330 million Americans. There's 330 million sides. Yeah, that's, that's a true. great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. We're all individuals. We don't think exactly alike. And I'm not going to hate. You know, I love you, dumbass. <laughs> I love you too, Ladouche. <laughs> it's the Ladouche and Dumbass Show, brought to you by American Coney Island. Delicious. Red works there. I work there. I eat there. Food so good, you got to get a job just to keep being bad. That's right, Ted. You, you, you know, can, you can call me Fat Howard because I'll eat. I'll eat them all. Oh, Mark Fat I Neck I, Howard. I want a bad nickname. Those conies go straight to your neck, but they're actually not that. Rich? No, they're not. No. Well, I mean, when you eat three hundred of them, like I do, Coney dog with everything. Is, yeah, right. With the cheese and everything, is about five hundred calories. Perfect. Give me seven of them. Remember, like nobody does this in America, but for an adult who's active, somewhat, you get about twenty two hundred calories. You can have forties, fuckers, and still be under your diet. I tell you. Mark's going to get a refill. I, I don't even <laughs> count. I don't count anymore. Thing. I just, I just enjoy. It's just enjoy. It's no need to count a calorie. It don't matter. Give me the food. That's at uh, Lafayette in Michigan in downtown Detroit. Cleanest, cleanest, greasy spoon in the world. Yes. Right? The original. Over 100 years old. This is, I was listening to Tiger Baseball. I don't know why. Man, they're garbage. <laughs> well. Hey. Gar Can we have a winner here? Because we're paying for everything. No one interrupt me. I'm on a rent. <laughs> we're paying for Tiger Stadium. We're paying for Ford Field. We're paying for the hockey and the Pistons. That no, what's, where's the revenue share? Where's the winner? I'll tell you the winner at Michigan and Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where the whole world goes down. Or get a code and get delivered right to your door. Go to AmericanConeyland.com. Now, next. Here's some more dumbassery. Karen. Some douchery. <laughs> shut up, dumbass. The first program, September 2018. Have we done 200 yet? Uh, we're very, very we're, close. We're almost doing our... Yep. We, thank you for your support. Yeah. Whether you agree or not, so we can still love one another. Yep. Share it along, too. We really enjoyed doing this. And we got big things in store, I think. But... <laughs> Our very first show was Flint. And again, who was invited on? Candidate Dana Nessel, not nominee Dana Nessel for Attorney General of Michigan, not Dana Nessel, the Attorney General of Michigan, but candidate, right? She dodged. Our, our first show was what's going to go on with Flint because Nessel was saying, I'm going to take the investigation the two-year-long investigation, I don't like it, smells political to me. So she did the political thing and said, I'm going to fire everybody and I'm going to start over. And she started over. Okay, she started over. As you know on this show, the racketeering, the, the guys that put that deal together, mm -hmm. they skated. They're eating steak and drinking Bordeaux and laughing at you. She comes back, the governor's got a jaywalking charge and we've got the same manslaughter charges against health officials 
nobody to put the deal together. Just to are you talking Snyder? That, could, right? Yeah, yeah right. that governor, yeah. Okay, and how did she get those? Since she didn't know the case, she was going to blow it up before she even... She got a one-man grand jury, a judicial, a judge, one-man grand jury. Nestle's people talking to the judge, giving them what they wanted. They conducted the investigation, not the judge. It's a shit case. So he comes back with pretty much the same charges, with the financial shit removed, and a J. Uh, what, what, what was Snyder charged with? Like it was a misdemeanor, dereliction to duty, yeah, yeah. or um, the slap on the wrist. And, and it really was. It was a pat on the wrist. Yeah, it wasn't even yeah. a slap. Well, this Snyder's a rich guy. Nick Lyon, who was the director of Health and Human Services. Right? Mm-hmm. He's a well-to-do guy. And they got good lawyers. And so they're saying, wait a minute. A judge can't charge you. That's the prosecutor. If you don't know this, right, the prosecutor's in the executive branch. We have something in this country. is a revolution called the separation of powers. Yeah. The legislature makes the law. The prosecutor enforces the law. The, the executive branch enforces the law. The judicial branch judges. Mm-hmm. They oversee it right. and, and they pass judgment. Pretty good system. So the argument is, is it constitutional for a judge to be a prosecutor? This in hmm. Michigan is a law from 1917. Wow. Made illegal but never challenged. When they rewrote the Michigan Constitution in 1963, judges could no longer do this. There's a little history of it, but they could no longer do it. But Nestle decided that they're going to pull this old law from 1972, uh, 1917 and use it. Much like Nestle says, I'm not going to enforce the 1931 abortion law because it's old timey and left over, right? And useless. And yet you pulled another old timey left over. Older than that one. Because it helps. Oh my God. It helps her. So this was nine days ago. The arguments were heard. In front of the Michigan Supreme Court, this is attorney for uh, Health and Human Service Director, Nick Lyon. His name is John Bursch. Here's a snippet of his argument. Now, Mr. Kessel knows as a criminal defendant that it's incredibly difficult to persuade defendants who are charged with crimes already that judges are not in cahoots with prosecutors. Well, when the prosecutor is meeting in secret with the judge and the judge is issuing the indictment that the prosecutor then follows, what defendant is ever going to believe that they're getting a fair shake from the judicial branch? That's that's, the kind of blurring of lines the Constitution prohibits. But if we were to rule that the statute requires a defendant to get a preliminary examination, uh, does that take care of, all address all of your constitutional concerns? It, it doesn't because it's still a structural error and it still allows someone in the executive branch to shift that political accountability to the bench. Let me give you one simple example and then I hope to reserve the balance of my time. Um, in the, the next attorney general's administration, you may have an attorney general, for whatever reason, who chooses to use this exact same process to, in secret, get a one-person judge to indict the governor for her decision to allow COVID patients to go into nursing homes. They could even seek an indictment of the attorney general, today's attorney general, for failing to investigate that and charge her with the same type of crimes that have been alleged here, the deaths of all those people. Now, it would be absurd for an attorney general to pursue something like that. However, they could do that if this system is upheld. The only way that you can stop this and make sure that political accountability remains in the AG and the prosecutors is to force them to issue the indictment or complaint. Wow. Hmm. Feel it? A great I, argument. And I want to thank him for mentioning our work with the nursing home. Right, homes. I heard that. The reason he said it's absurd is absurd, right? Yeah. That's that's an educated guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that guy's been to England. <laughs> the reason it's absurd is because you don't want political hitmanery going on right. every this system depends on dignity probity and order right, right. You, you don't want republicans going after democrats democrats going after republicans and you certainly don't want a judge being what, the pro- the prosecutor what, deciding like that the charges can go through the grand jury yeah what's the what's the old saying the uh uh, all stop shop. The you judge, the the judge, execution. jury, execution, judge, jury, jury and execution. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. It's not in our system. Why did you do it, dumb dumb? And his argument is, yeah, if one side can do it, then the other side will do it. Now I want to report this to Flint because we love you, and we've been on this. We're trying our best. 
the Supreme Court of Michigan is probably going to come back with their decision, their opinion, in late June, early July, just about the time the United States Supreme Court is going to come back with their decision on Roe v. Wade. If I listen to this whole thing twice, because that shit's fascinating, these arguments. Yeah. The judges seem receptive. They thought it was clever arguing, arguing, um, compelling logic. And I think they're going to overrule this one-man grand jury, meaning everybody charged criminally in Flint, that's going to go by the wayside. Nobody will be criminally charged in Flint, and they'll have to start over. And you all remember on this program... Nestle's office gobbled up every document they could, whether it was between a defendant and his lawyer or not, which pollutes the whole thing, which will cost, take two years and $40 million to sort out. Did they um, say that, has this been used in other cases? Have they, has she done this where they use this judge? Here's what's interesting. It's funny you say that. Wayne County, you, of course, Wayne County kind of <laughs> uses it now and then. They did it on the failed jail that I caught. Your boondoggle. Right, right, right the boondoggle. But nobody's really challenged it, hmm. right? But no, it's not used. And in Genesee County, Flint, there's no recollection of it ever being used since 1963. Wow. Until Nessel pulled this stunt. So guess what the oh, prosecutor- floodgates are open. So guess yeah. what the prosecutor Genesee County have done to you, Flint? They've, since this, which is year and a half old, okay? Since then, county prosecutors in Genesee have used the one-man- Judge Grand Jury, 70 fucking times. Wow. How do you feel about Daphne? Do you think that that's justice? You got no justice in the first place. You got poison in the second place. And now they're pulling this crap. Yeah, out of here. But do and they still have no clean water. That's nope. the thing. That <laughs> yeah. still hasn't been solved. The underlying issue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but boom. And do Republicans got anybody that's sensed that can stand up to this kind of justice? Mm, I'm gonna leave it to you. Remains but, to be seen. But no, watch this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's limbo. Wow, wow. But doesn't anybody think that that's asinine? I mean, really? Yeah. That is absolutely irresponsible, um, disrespectful to the people in Flint. And to me, I mean, it's it's an abandonment of of your powers because people aren't they're not even trying to do what they're supposed to do. And the people in Flint continue to suffer. Right. Oh, and they're oh, going right to go like this. They're going to go like this. Oh, we got you a settlement. Oh, yeah. Get yeah they came out to about three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. You get person. a used car. The kids get a used car out of this. Oh, the lawyers get a nice uh, chunk. Now, why should you care if you're not from Flint? One, it's a humanistic issue. Yeah. Right. Number two. You paid for it. Yep. The settlement for Flint and every and and getting Flint back on a water system, we the rest of us paid. Aren't you sick of government like this? Wake up. What's what's Miggy's batting average? Oh God, you're asking one person. Yeah, three ten. No, not three ten. It's like two sixty. Yeah, I was gonna say around two seventy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what's the budget of the state of Michigan, Mark? Uh, it was eighty billion. Am I close? I just total guess in the wind. Seventy four. $0.5 billion. Hey, you know, Mark, you shouldn't bad. ask. Vote for me. Vote for me. These are the statistics. Look, politics are interesting. You all live it, but you're not doing the statistics. Okay. Well, I'd like to know if any candidates know the budget. Of course not. <laughs> okay, now, 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 now finally. Dan Gilbert. He's got a company called RKT, right? Yeah. It's his big mortgage Rocket, all bullshit, of right? That thing's trading at about, I don't know, it's ping-ponging between seven and eight and a half. It's losing his ass. After the first day of trading, it was 20 bucks. Some some business writers in town told you to buy it. I told you not to, remember? Eight bucks, 12 cents right Eight now. bucks, oh, it's up. It's eight, a, it was up 2% today. It's up 2% today. So the whole market. You should have bought that, Mark. <laughs> no, thanks. It's going up. Although, I don't know, big things seem planned. Okay, so there's that. Uh, uh, Quicken Loans laying people off. Nobody's working downtown. Don't know when GM, if ever, is coming back to the Ren Center, right? Yeah. Don't know any of that. So what do you get in times like this in make-believe downtown? Yes, it's make-believe. What do you get? We get new and improved and less impressive and shorter versions <laughs> of this new Hudson skyscraper 
that somehow it's taken five years to do. Look over here. Yeah. No, hey, look at this. Yeah. Look Charlie, at it. They, he got control of the property in 2007. Mm, this is oh. 2022. Wow. What did he pay for it, Karen? The biggest block of downtown real estate. Uh, I don't. Let me see. I don't Eighty million. I don't have it in front of me. Was it eight million? No, I no, don't no, know. no, 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 no. I don't know. I wrote it. I wrote it down. It's it's in my wallet. Here it is. He got Here it with is. a card and a one fucking dollar. One dollar. Wow. You one dollar. You can't buy a roll Remember, of toilet they paper that for that much. He was going to save downtown. That he was, you know, going to relocate his people, and that was going to spur interest, development, population, the whole nine yards. That's not what has happened for for numerous reasons. I don't know about you, but (laughs) I don't know about you, but it looks way better than it ever has. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. It's a facade, though, Charlie. Well, there you go. Please, please. The same facade that they put up for Super Bowl when we had to. Yeah. We we put up this front, you know. It's not true. Those are literal facades. No, no, we're getting ridiculous and and we're insulting our, our community. Because we're smarter than that. I, I get the hyperbole, Karen. You're right. It's, it's proverbial. During the Super Bowl 2006, they put up plywood with fucking yeah. paintings on it. This one is, they took the plywood off the door. They cleaned the building out. They put drywall up. They put plumbing in it. But nobody's in it. No. And there's mega tax breaks that we get to pay for. There's no doubt that the restaurants that are now closing. You can't yep. blame COVID. I told you that two years ago. There are it's, no people here, Charlie. Now, can yeah. I can I add one more thing onto that? Yeah. Remember, this administration, when when Mike Duggan was elected in a write-in campaign, which I still question, he said judge him on his ability to attract and retain the population here. We are on a continuous. I don't. You keep saying that, and I agree. He said that, but I don't judge him on that. I judge him on crime. I judge him on revenue that's pulled in from property taxes. I judge him on the way the neighborhoods look. Mm. I judge him on the fact that you said one of the biggest issues is public safety, which includes blight, that your main priority is to make it safe for children going to school. We know the federal government sent $250 million to clean up blight. We know the city itself out of its general fund kicked in another $250 million. We know even with the existence of a grand jury on that federal blight money that the people voted to tax themselves another $250 million for blight. $750 million. Number one priority is schools where kids play and where kids walk. Right, Red? Yeah, that's what he said. That, that's what he told us. And so, if those things were in place, then people would come and people would stay. That's the that's the thing. So that tells you right there that those things aren't in well, place. Well, why do we wants to be here? Why don't we break this down to a real place where people do stay, where there actually is a school? And you know where that is, Karen? That's on the east side. That's Red's neighborhood. Yes, sir. Red and I went buddying around. Red showed me his neighborhood. Regular guy, Red, in all his luster. Yeah. So we made a little film about what we saw and what you can do when you can't get satisfaction from the man. If you are listening and you would like to see this really nice video, right, shot and edited by Byron Goggin. Really good. You can go to our YouTube page, our Odyssey page. uh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fake news. And without any further ado, let's roll that. Nice neighborhood, bro. Thank you. Thank you, brother. It's trying. Except for those. Yeah. Abandoned, 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 abandoned. Historical Dr. Ocean Suite, abandoned. Got a plaque and it's falling in. Abandoned school. How many of these around the school are abandoned? Um, about 17 to 20, actually. Would you look it up? Yeah. What'd you look it up on? Detroit Parcel Look Tracker. Detroit Parcel Tracker. tracker. Anybody yeah. in Detroit want to look up how Detroit Parcel Tracker tell you the owner? Yep. And it's, the city owns these? Yeah. The fucking city owns these? Detroit it. Land Bank. Which is the city. Yep. Whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah, whatever they want to call it. So you got 17, 20 houses around a school that are abandoned. That we put, what, 250 million of prop in, 250 million of federal money, 250 million of city money? Yep, almost a billion. 
And it's right next to the schools. Yeah. That's the same as the school like me and Byron did last year. 13 of these fuckers. Well, as you can see, a year later in a whole nother area, it's the same story. Show me some more. Let's take a walk. Oh, look, Red. I didn't know you had a public school in your neighborhood. Yeah, DPS, fine. One of DPS finest. Hutchinson. And you got some really nice abandoned houses right next to it. Yeah. It's a real fixer-upper, Red. And that's a problem, too. Prop in, they promised to rehab a lot of the houses mm -hmm. to try to revitalize the neighborhood with the houses they could. But as you can see, it ain't much rehabbing going on as, as well as demolition. Well, I just see school going on. Come on. So what's the, all these uh, fucking trees, dude? Yeah, this is a hands group, hands farm. Originally, it was a deal with the city. He come in, plant these. They supposed to make the soil good to be used later on. Oh, that's the dude they gave him all the, they gave him the property. Yeah. As I remember. Yeah, these are- You gonna put these in and take the poison the, out? Yeah, supposed to take all the poison and contaminants from the soil out to make it more viable, I guess, for sale. That's yeah. what they told us. They don't look too healthy, bro. No, not at all. These trees have been this tall probably the last five years. Shit. Maybe they're sad because they live next to these houses. <laughs> they're good for this. Sit up here in the shade. Now, how do you look up if it's if it's scheduled for demolish? You go to demolish Detroit demolish tracker, okay. demolition tracker. I'm sorry, Detroit demolition tracker. So Byron, that's the city. We're just sitting here because that doesn't have a porch anymore. That one says here by this website you gave me, the demo tracker, and that every citizen could use. That that's owned by the land bank, but it's not in any way contracted or scheduled. To be demoed. Right. So we don't know when, how long that's gonna be. And when I was searching, I found quite a few that were listed like that, with no demo scheduled. There's nothing, nothing here? Nothing there. Nothing around here. This is your neighborhood. Did yeah. you call your city council person? It, no, no return call. No return call. Should we call the mayor's office? I, I wouldn't know where to start. It's no direct line to, to, to the mayor's office, it's unfortunately. Bad phone, no bad phone. <laughs> Did you call the school board? To be honest, I, I, I never thought to call them about demolition in a house. That makes sense, because that's not what they do. Yeah. Did you call your state rep? No, and considering it's an election, I wouldn't know who to go with, the new one, the soon-to-be, or the one that's in there now. I it's mean, the city. So they can't even run the state. Yeah, right? so. The city. So you called who you're supposed to and just gave up on the rest, like every other American. Yeah, because after a minute, you, you just get frustrated and tired and feel like it ain't going to really change. This is a sin, man. Hey, kid, you, you like living next door to this? See this house? Yeah. Do you like living next to it? I don't know. You don't know? Just kind of normal? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he summed it up best. Well, if you've what been house? in Detroit in the last 20 years, that's it becomes the norm. You see that baby? By the yeah. way, he's supposed to be in school. Someone lived there? That one, no, I'm assuming. No door. City owns that one. They got to take that down. There's a school right there. Somebody Say what? Say that again? In, in that city-owned house, they pulled a dead body out? Yeah. This is my, my friend Red. It's his neighborhood. What's up, man? Come on, come on in. Huh? Yeah, it do be, but I didn't hear about that. They killed somebody and threw him in the basement. Killed somebody, threw him in that basement. Across from you. And didn't even board it up. At minimum. City, city owns that. Would you like it down? Yeah, yeah. They found a fucking corpse next to the school. They found a corpse in a house owned by the city next to the school. 
Okay, anybody listening or watching this, right? You got a kid. This, this piece of shit next to your kid's school and a corpse gets pulled out. And that's normal. Do you know who owns that building? The city. You know who owns that building? The city. You know what that building is? The school. It's a nice school? That's it. Yes, sir. Well, why do children got to look at this on the way to school? I don't even know. I don't even live over here. You don't even notice it yourself anymore, do you? No, sir. No, it's regular. Just go to work and come home. Shit. And go home. Tanya. <laughs> Happy spring. Same as you, man. When are they gonna take some of this shit down? I don't know, man. I hope they do it. They found a corpse in that motherfucker. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's a school. Yeah. Which one? Which house? That one right there. That one right there? Yeah. You own this home? Yeah, this is my mom's house. Okay, so you pay tax on it. Yeah, for sure. That proposition and demolition money. Right. School, man. I thought the, the mayor said schools first. <laughs> schools first, supposedly. <laughs> no, not happening? No. <laughs> you wanna tell him something? I don't know, man. I ain't, I ain't got much to say. Oh, there we go. That's right. You got nothing to say, so nothing gets done. But it breaks my heart. You're like, what's the point anyway? That breaks my heart to hear. Right. I, I mean, you know, Charlie, you know, uh, I guess I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking like that, but you know. Well, brother, because it's true. Yeah, we've been trying to get this torn down for years, you know, and nothing's ain't happening. The building right there, you know, it's too much. Them down there, it's just too much, man, you know. That be, you become content with it. It yeah, becomes right, the norm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They told me we had two or three houses down, you know, a couple years ago. That was across the street, but that was it, you know? That was it. You own this house? No, nah, we renting. It's a nice house. This one? Yeah. It's a nice house. Try to keep it up. I try to keep the grass cut, but I ain't getting no help. The, the city don't even come cut the lot and field around it. it. I got to cut it. Or the trees, really? as we can see. So the city-owned building, they don't even cut that shit. What about this one? I cut this. But this belongs to the city? Yeah, yeah, belongs to the city. What the fuck? As a father, how do you feel letting your kids out to play or do anything around here with all these abandoned houses? Oh, as I'm out here with them, I, I feel comfortable. But if I ain't out here, they ain't coming out here. It ain't, it ain't safe. And we didn't grow up like that. And then they got all these uh, straight dogs running through. They just The dogs just ran into school and bit somebody. No. Yeah, that was uh, last week. I think today. What? Uh, uh, today. They just had the dog catchers down there looking for some dogs. Some wild dogs just went into school today and bit a kid? I don't even believe that. My wife across the street, she'll let you know. That's, she worked there? Yeah. And, and that's yet another city service. So if you had something to tell the city, the mayor, listening, what would you tell them? Just give us some help out here. That, that's all we ask. We, uh, we out here with y'all, but just come on, you can just see it. You, you wouldn't want to live next to this. I want to I wanna show you the one I, I tried. Up up just north of here, on the east side as well. I want to show you that neighborhood. Got like, it's like this, but like 13 right on top of the school. See this neighborhood, dude? Yeah. About five miles from yours, we did this last year. About 13 abandoned houses. Okay. They got these out. It's two of them right here. Two. There's That's still the one there, there's still one over there, there's still some down there. But if you keep on them, you Maybe. can get this for your kids too. That's what we hope. And they need to keep going. Once they start, don't stop. Two is great. All politics local. True that. City councilman, city council member, ombudsman. You city ombudsman. That's where you citizens lodge your complaint. Okay. Call the mayor's office. Okay. Call the school board. Okay. Okay. I would. Thanks for that one, because I never would have thought to call the school board. Makes sense. Okay. School start making noise. Pay a little more attention. Kids deserve better. Yes. All right, bro. Definitely. Good job. Dead bodies, unbelievable. <laughs> you forgot this one, Mayor. And that one. And that one. And that one. That one. Carry on. Wow. Like you said, all uh, politics is local. Anybody City watching? The mayor's office too, Red. <laughs> Th thank you, because uh, the the crap they got set up now, now you get frustrated just trying to get through to anybody that can tell you or help you. Yeah, well, that's that's the plan, but that's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, but that is the reality of the city. If you drive anywhere outside of Midtown, which has always been stable, or the immediate downtown area, that's the reality that those of us who live here see every day. 
And just a quick reminder for those that's listening and maybe watching later, if you want to track what's going on in your neighborhood with who owns these properties and if they're scheduled for demolition, the first site you can go to is the Detroit Parcel Tracker. It will let you know who owns the house, the address, the taxpayer, all kind of great information. And then if you want to see if that abandoned property is owned by the land bank and scheduled for demo or not, you can go to the Detroit Demolition Tracker and access this information for yourself. We as a city have to start holding these politicians accountable to the promises that they made us and use the tools that's there for us. That's true, Red. God bless America. See you next week.